I think it's clear that one of the Bible verses, if you've heard it or I've read it, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. That as a young girl, I realized that it does matter what you say, that there's always a way to say something that we don't need to just say whatever comes to mind, that we have a high intellect, consciousness that helps us to choose the words to speak, the words that are will help bring peace instead of strife, that will help bring comfort instead of pain, that will help bring love instead of hate and fear. That we have, my family and I, we've been, our ch- my children, we've been talking about um, 52 virtues. We're almost to the end of the list. And it was a list that I printed out. And I knew the importance of talking to your children because I believed that it was beneficial. My mother talked to us as children. You know, we have the kind of relationship that we can talk to her about a lot of things. And granted, it took some experiences to really ground in the importance of conversation, the importance of sharing, the importance of not holding secrets, the importance that you don't have to go through life alone. And that's what I've been sharing with my children since they've been, you know, just infants, little. And that's what we continue, you know, even though we speak about uh, one principle or virtue a week, the conversation about how we say things, the words we choose, because it don't, it doesn't just come out of your mouths. We think it may, but often it is the lack of self-control, the lack of mastering our thoughts and feelings. That often out of anger, we say things and do things that we would not have necessarily done if we had controlled our anger, our emotions, our feelings. That I've been taking time, and that's the the true blessing, you guys, about conversing with our children or conversing with nieces, nephews, listening to the words that they speak. How are they communicating with others? Communication starts within the home. It's clear that often the words that we speak at home or feel that we can get away with or we enable as parents becomes the words that are spoken to teachers, police officers, firefighters, nurses, doctors, to their peers when they're in a discussion with someone, instead of saying words that will that will bring down anger, that will bring in more compassion, our children can say words that end up leading to, if take, taken personally, leading to be a, to as you know, people taking their lives, teenage suicide, kids that are that are that are 
calling themselves stupid, that have low self-esteem can barely, they're barely self-esteem, they're barely in school. And they think very little of themselves. I'm ugly. I'm stupid. Well, where'd you hear that from? Well, my mother said it to my father, or my father said it to my mother. Or I heard my grandfather say this about this race. You know, we grow up with stories about people that are different from us, are the different races and cultures and colors. And those stories that we tell our children, those stories that you have heard throughout the years, continue to start fires of anger, of violence, continue to be the fuel to the hatred that we see in the world. Nothing occurs overnight. And often it's because of the words that we spoke, the words that have brought this anger and violence. And so when I think about, you know, it's been so many times, so many occasions where I've heard my son say something or my daughter say something. And I think about, oh gosh, they, I said that. And sometimes we don't realize how influential or how powerful our words are until we hear somebody else saying it. And that's why I think parenting, you know, you're still students because your children often teach you they are a reflection of what you say and what you do. And creating a generational love cycle is about realizing the power of our words. Our words, many people say, are law, what we say to someone. People look for, if you tell someone you're going to do something, if I tell my children I'm going to take them somewhere, they look forward to that. They find out about integrity. They find out about, you know, keeping their word even if they don't feel like doing something, that they still do it. They become trustworthy. They become reliable instead of the opposite. Can you see the cycle of pain in that? If we, whatever we're saying to our children, and then we wonder how come they're doing it to others? How come they're saying it to others? So creating a generational love cycle is about really taking time to ponder about the words that we say, to listen to our children at home, how they talk to their friends, having a conversation with them. What happened today? Well, what did you say when that was said? Well, mom, I just told them what you tell daddy. Oh. (laughs) So when we think about tactfulness, we think about how would I feel If someone said that to me, we think about raising our consciousness. This is a spiritual evolution where we are fusing our personality with the spirit that that is within us. We are becoming the highest version of ourselves. And so how would I feel if someone judged me based on the color of my skin? If someone judged me from the neighborhood that I grew up in and they said that, they spoke that, how would I feel if someone said or cursed at me? How would I feel if someone said I was stupid or I was ignorant 
or I was dirty or call me outside of my name? How would I feel about that? What are my beliefs? What are your beliefs about people, humanity in general? I've asked this question before. Because often what we believe is what we often say and do. The words that come out of our mouths. We don't need to talk about how fights have been instigated because of the words that were spoken. We don't need to remind, we don't need to really go in depth about the the maybe thousands of lives that are no longer, the, the, the people that are no longer here because of the words that were said to them that they felt embarrassed, that they felt like their lives had no meaning, no purpose. That often teenagers, you know, school children look to their peers. Who am I? What am I here for? Who am I like? Who am I, who am I not like? Or what do we have in common? And then to turn around and find that person saying something negative about them, spreading gossip, rumors, about someone, even when we don't know it's true. If we have, if we were not there, we have to take our stories, the stories we hear with a grain of salt. It's not that I don't want to believe you, grandfather, grandmother. I want to see, I, is there, there are more than one side of a story. We must tell ourselves, remind ourselves daily that we don't have to say everything that comes to mind. That we must take time and ask ourselves, would this be helpful or would this be potentially harmful to someone? Because it's not about what's, I'm saying this because I feel this is right, but what is true? What is really true? And if we can't speak the truth, we know, if we don't know without a shadow of a doubt that something is true, why say it? Some things are left, as you know, some things are better left unsaid. That we don't have to say everything. And I would often say, if you know the truth, and I tell my children this, if you know the truth, why do you need to fight? The truth doesn't need you to fight for it. The truth is the truth. So you don't need to get out of place. Your heart rate, your blood pressure get up because we know those stress hormones start circulating throughout our bloodstream and increases our heart rate, increases the risk for dysrhythmias, increases the risk. What do we have? Millions that we have. Insomnia. Because we're upset with what someone says or what they said. So we need to remember that there is power in our words. And I tell my children, there is power in your words. You say something, you do it. You make a promise, you do it. Is that helpful or is it harmful? You know the truth, so why do you need to argue? Because then we start getting into ego and pride. And often 
That is what fuels our tongue. That ego, that pride. And often those are the stories, many of them that we've heard about. That many people are no longer here because of that ego and that pride. We change the cycle of pain, of divisiveness, disease, of anger, hatred, resentment, shame, doubt, guilt, vengeance, by changing the thoughts that created them in the first place. We often speak what we think. And instead, we need to discern our thoughts. We need to put our tongue to better use. And that starts at home. That starts in our internal dwelling and it branches out into our physical dwelling. And those that we are caring for, those we care for on this earth, those that we are spiritual guardians to, guardians to. So how are you, how are you creating a generational love cycle with the word tact, tactfulness? That's what we're talking about, is being tactful, discerning what is what needs to be said what doesn't need to be said. Using our words to be effective, efficient, to empower, to bring into light, to help others with their spiritual evolution instead of early deaths. This is Tamika with Create a Generational Love Cycle. And I just love the opportunity of talking to our children about the virtues that they already have within them. We're bringing those out and reminding them that you don't have to be filled with anger and hatred. You don't have to be nasty towards someone. You don't have to be jealous. You don't have to be bitter. You don't have to say everything that comes to mind, but use the power of your mind to discern the right words to speak at the right time. And we have access to this infinite intelligence that created the world, that lives within us, giving us discernment, the power of discernment, helping us to speak when we need to speak, to advocate for others, helping us to bring peace on earth. I'll talk to you guys soon. Make this lifetime great because you still can. We can break the generational cycle of pain by creating a generational cycle of love. I'll talk to you guys soon.